1: And may the works this day be of the highest good for all present and those listening, so mote it be. The circle is cast.
0: Hail Dictinus, grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. It is a kind of spiritual snobbery that makes people think they can be happy without money. Welcome to Payday, Money and Religion, the 163rd episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of Albert Camus. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at velocityrose.com. You may call me Ode. You
2: can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. and back again. Yay!
0: And Mary me.
1: My name is Quinn, Ode's oh, mother. I haven't said that in a long fucking
0: time. Uh-huh. Yeah. She always, like, there's always the pause as you don't insert your line. And then mom tries to, like, wing it to her line. <laughs> 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 it's awkward. It's awkward. Right? And now
1: it feels awkward to do it this way.
2: I can leave again. No. no
1: housekeeping let's start with that housekeeping is there any housekeeping uh darby
2: is a new hunter oh Oh, greetings darby
1: welcome to our new hunter and of course thank you to all of our patrons Mm -hmm. we love you all and all of our pride. And all of our pride. You you guys know we love you. Anytime you, you know, if we're at an event and you say hi to us, we love that.
0: And I appreciate when pride members come to Valhalla and I'm working and I can't actually talk to you because I'm like making drinks behind the bar. I do see you and I love you. I just can't talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I may be doing some readings at Elements on the weekend of Halloween. Cool. I'm still working out what the time is going to be, but... I will update housekeeping with that information.
2: And you will be doing readings at Mahala mm-hmm. the third Thursday. third Thursday of every month from mm-hmm. seven to eleven.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else for housekeeping? Just Halloween is coming up and Samhain is coming up, true. and happy Halloween! I we guess have- the point is we've got nothing going on right now except work
0: and life stuff. All right, so I think that's it for housekeeping. We are yes. housekept and house swept. Hooray! So we're going to be talking today about the question of payment for religious and spiritual services. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a topic of uh, much debate in the pagan community and in the witchcraft community, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent in other religious communities as well, in the Christian community. And, and uh, I don't
2: think that it's such a big thing in the Christian community, and I wonder if that's the reason why there's such a big pushback on it in the in pagan, the pagan
0: I, I've been wondering that as well. I think the fact that one of the complaints a lot of people have about big Christian churches is that they get a lot of money
2: right? um,
0: and they get a lot of tax write-offs and they request tithes or require tithes and and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of that does contribute to sort of the discussion, let's say, in the pagan community about whether we should be doing anything to do with money. That's right. right. And you've got Mm tele-evangelists
1: who are often asking for money or you've got not often always okay always asking <laughs> for money you've got people who are missionaries or have some other ministry that go around various churches and fundraise fundraise things like that i okay.
2: think i can say so i was watching a thing today a youtube channel called telltale atheist right and he reviews ministries and cults and right. all kinds of stuff on he's it he's a great guy Today he uploaded a new video, so I was like, oh, I need to go watch it. It was on a guy named Robin Bullock, who's a, a televangelist of sort. It's all on YouTube, right? Okay. So so he's a, he's a YouTube
1: evangelist. YouTube
0: evangelist? Tube evangelist? <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Because
0: <laughs> televangelism is television and evangelism right. smooshed together. You television. So you call no, someone me. who makes a YouTube YouTuber. YouTube evangelist, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, he's one of those guys. So while I was watching this video, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up his net worth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. $42 million. That's
1: ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's, so, Jesus Christ. That's so the
2: th- that's the whole thing I have a problem with. Yeah. Is if you look at the majority of pagans, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say all. Right. But if you look at the majority of pagans... Most of us struggle from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So doing something. You can say that about most
1: Christians.
0: I think. I uh, probably, but, I but, but even, not in I a. I think even the big name pagans. Right. are right, Forty-two million dollars right. of net worth, big names.
2: Right. Exactly, and that, thats thats kind of my thought is that like probably most of them probably aren't even a million dollars worth mm-hmm. of right. big name. You look at some of these people who, and so that's why I personally and I pretty much forced you guys to start charging for tarot yeah, readings. That's true. Like you're expending energy, you should be paid for that, yeah. you know, for expending that energy because I know like for Gwen, just doing the three or four readings that you do for the Patron. Jaguar yeah. level patrons mm-hmm. is, is a two-day project, yeah. right? And that's when you're not working. It's a two-day yeah. project. It's something where it's, you know, there's a lot of energy expense it, it's put into that mm-hmm. so the there should be some recompense in my opinion.
0: And I think even just in a mechanical way, right, under capitalism, which is the economic system most of us live under now, your time has a monetary value attached to it. Mm-hmm. Should it? Probably not. But it does. Right. Your employer right. buys your time. Right. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. They buy your labor, but they do also buy your time. Like when you are scheduled to work, your employer is paying you X amount of dollars per hour. That's right. Your time, an hour of your life has a monetary value attached to it. Even spiritual or or religious services that don't have like a massive energy expenditure do still take time to perform. Exactly. Exactly. I think
1: for me, when I first started in the pagan community as, as a witch and things of that nature... I was doing readings, but it was for free through right. a um, ghost hunting group. Mm-hmm. I was doing readings with this particular group. Um, and they
0: didn't charge no, to no. do anything. And that's this. very yeah.
1: that is very typical of most amateur ghost hunters and paranormal investigation groups. Mm-hmm. They don't charge and they will say anybody who does charge is a fraud. Right. And so you you get this and so and they tell people this and so and they tell the the And mediums so they build that they up work with. they build up this sort of myth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, this idea that if if you have a medium come and do a reading of your home and do and, and or do a blessing or th- that that should be done for free because it's a spiritual service. Right. You do say to someone who wants you to come and do a reading of their home and then do a cleansing if it's necessary mm-hmm. and you say well, I do have a fee that I charge for that. They automatically assume if they follow ghost hunting and paranormal mm-hmm. groups, they automatically assume you're a fraud.
0: So I have a thought about this, which has just occurred to me just now. So it, uh, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I would say, the just based on anecdotal evidence, obviously I don't have any statistics to support this right now, but I would say that it seems to me that the majority of working mediums mm-hmm. who, uh, and... And people like that who are working in their local community are right. women or are female-presenting a lot of the time. Not always, but a lot of the time. So I wonder if there's a degree to which this is the same sort of devaluing of, and even if it, they're not women, it's a spiritual service which people mm-hmm. think of as like a f- more of a feminine than a masculine task, mm-hmm.
2: which is weird because most know, church Christian are churches are run men, by male, yeah men.
0: But I think especially in the pagan community because there was that reversal of the dichotomy right, yeah, where I there was it, the yeah. emphasis on the goddess and on the feminine and right. on de-patriarchy and things. Right. Pagan spiritual per- services have more of a, a feminine connotation, I think. I wonder if that's the same sort of devaluing you see of, quote, women's work of, like, child care mm-hmm. and in-the-house food preparation and cleaning and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. where you see those tasks either expected to be performed for no compensation or for much less compensation than you would see in male dominated fields.
1: That's, that's a really good possibility. Like I, guess, I said,
0: just occurred to me now, so I have no evidence for this.
1: And and I can't say for sure on, you know, the group that I was associated with, we had three mediums and we were all uh, female presented. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but the group was also run by a guy. Run by a man. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. run by a male, but he also got his information from other groups that he had watched on TV or read about or met with online. And that is in the paranormal community. That's a normal. That is kind of a normalized idea Mm -hmm. that if you charge, if you go to someone who charges you for your, their services that are of a spiritual nature, Mm -hmm. then
0: they are obviously a fraud. Swan says, makes the point that artists selling their work get a lot of flack for prices too. And that's also true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People undervalue and underestimate the amount of time and energy and education that goes into producing these things.
1: Right. My whole point of bringing this up, though, was that after I got out of the paranormal field Mm -hmm. and and stopped doing readings of homes and clearings and things of that nature, when I did start doing readings of people, whether it was a, a mediumistic kind of reading or now I almost exclusively do intuitive tarot, I had a really hard time Adjusting. Adjusting to the idea that I that it would be okay for me to charge for my services, right, and that my time, my energy,
0: because you've been sort of been brainwashed by this idea that if you did, you were a fraud. Yeah, that you this, were ripping people off. I was somehow, ripping
1: people off. You know, it's it's kind of like that. The, the idea that, um, you know, fortune tellers are are all out to get your money. The same thing comes with mediums. And which you, is some
0: anti-Roma propaganda from yes, way, way back. Exactly.
1: But I also want to say you were talking about how much uh, televangelists make and how much this YouTube guy makes. Right. Now, they are in the millions, right? Right. But there are sometimes some... Sometimes in the billions. Sometimes in the billions, which is obscene, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Not um, in your
0: opinion. In fact. Okay. In reality.
1: But... So that is like being paid for your spiritual services to the extreme, I guess. Um, but anyway, you see the same thing with really famous mediums mm-hmm. and psychics. These mediums and psychics who charge six hundred dollars an hour, mm-hmm. who are probably, in fact, if, if they're on television yeah. or movies have been made they about have them, contract they have contract. Yeah. You know, they're very, very. They have books and things like that. They are worth millions of dollars.
0: That's true. Just in sort of the
2: psychic field. So I'm going to bring up Tyler Henry then. Okay. Right. So he's the Hollywood medium. Right. right? Um, and he's actually coming to Battle Creek. Okay. Michigan, okay. Like not far from He's coming to the casino to do a show.
0: <laughs> Question like.
2: Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. air
0: Quotes. Question mark.
2: <laughs> but even at that. His net worth is in the millions, but it's right. three. Right. Three yeah. compared to 42 yeah. for a oh, guy I've heard, actually for, heard of who's touring.
0: Versus a guy on and YouTube. And some
2: yeah. fucking YouTuber.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing that I'm also thinking, even as I'm saying this, you know, they make these obscene amount of money. Is it so different from me charging my piddly $20 for 15 minutes of my time to do a reading to their $600 an I mean, hour? They're
2: getting paid for... Like, the majority of, like, Tyler Henry's money has come from his TV appearance. Yeah. Right. Right. So people come pay him to come on Ellen or yeah. whatever show. So I think that's where the majority of his money comes from, yeah. not necessarily his and,
0: individual readings. And there is a, a degree to which, when you get that famous, you're paying for the name. Right. 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 As, yeah. as Mellor says, they pay for the brand. That's
1: true. Yeah. That's true. Yes, people should be paid for their time, their energy, their experience. But is there a time when it's, you know... Exploitative. exploitative? Yeah, and too much, and I think that's where the struggle comes in. I think so it's a, that when people like you and I uh-huh. who charge for our services, it's hard uh-huh. because you think I don't want to be exploiting people. You know, I want I just want to share this.
0: I want to provide the service. The that service I am
1: skilled people. in. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think it's a nuanced issue that gets polarized. Too quickly, right? Mm -hmm. People say either you you should absolutely you should charge whatever you want for your services, or they say you should charge absolutely nothing for your services. And if you do charge anything, you're a criminal. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Now I do want to go back to what Rhiannon said, especially about what you were bringing up about uh, the disparity when it comes to female-presenting individuals Mm -hmm. and the disparity and what they are valued. That and both I'd say have fem people expected to charge less than masculine on average, Mm -hmm. and on average. Masculine people are paid more than feminine people. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, point. they've done studies on this, that men in, and women in the same company right. who are both negotiating for raises, yes, men negotiate for higher amounts than women do. Yeah. Because women don't expect to get right. the higher amount. And if they keep pushing for that higher amount, they, there's a negative... Uh, reception yeah. for, from that from upper management who see the woman as being pushier than a man making right. that same demand. Yes, yeah. so that's the, because the upper
1: management's mostly men. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So there's already a disparity between what men and women make, mm-hmm. right, in the workplace,
0: and therefore what men and how men
1: and women perceive the value of their work. Right. How they per- and how they are perceived by others, and that filters down into other areas such as the spiritual. Mm-hmm. What do you pay them? Should you pay them? Maybe everything they do should be for free. Right. But then, if everything they do for is for free, how do they pay their bills? Right. How do right. They, they live? Feed they their kids. How do they live?
0: Yeah. This is this is my thing. Something I really like to do when I have the opportunity is to take a, a trade in kind mm-hmm. for a reading or for a work or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like if someone, so you see this happen a lot at conventions and things where a lot of readers are working together, we'll trade readings to each other, right? Right. If it's slow, if there's no one coming in, we'll trade readings, we'll trade with the vendors. So like the vendor will have a a product that like, they're not particularly attached to or that's not selling or whatever. And they'll be like, well, I'll give you this Mm -hmm. in exchange for a reading. And it might be significantly more or significantly less than the monetary value of a Mm -hmm. reading that I have arbitrarily sort of assigned for this convention. But it's, you know, something I want from this vendor, and I have no problem making that in-trade exchange with right. a vendor for a reading, right? Because we're exchanging something I want for something they want. Exactly. That's, that's the, the ideal trade arrangement for me. But I can't do that all the time in every circumstance because, A, not everyone has something I want, Mm-hmm. That they can give to me in exchange for a reading of right. any value. And B, you have bills to pay. And B, yeah, I have bills to pay that will only be paid in money. That's right. Right. I cannot pay them in crocheted scarves. Well, that's no not matter good. how much I would love to have a crocheted scarf. Right? If if my bills are paid, if my monetary needs are met, I will I will happily take a really cool fucking scarf that you made in exchange for like an hour long reading. Mm-hmm. But if my bills aren't paid. I have to take money first exactly, because the crocheted scarf might keep me warm, but it won't keep my bills paid so that I don't have to like go into default.
1: And I, I, we've talked about this before when it comes to uh, the the big name pagans, even when they are speakers or have written books and things like that. One, the, the big name pagan author, speaker, is able to do what they do because they have a partner who takes yeah. care of the bill. They have right. a support yeah. system. Yeah. They have someone who's supporting them, paying all the bills. So they have the time to write and to go out and speak and to travel and things of that nature. But not their, their
0: spiritual work is not paying for it.
1: No, their spiritual work is not paying for it. It is their, their spouse, their mm-hmm. partner, whoever, you know, there is another individual who is paying the daily bills, Yeah, yeah. who has a full-time job, and supporting their spiritual work,
0: and something that you do, you're starting to see happen more now, and that we're sort of doing here, mm-hmm. is uh, people who don't have a partner who can provide for them, so mm-hmm. that they can do the spiritual work, so they can focus on that. Patreon, yes, yeah, Ko-Fi, other mm-hmm. other sources of of community sourced resource gathering, yeah. right?
1: Many of them also, though, still have jobs that exactly. they have to work. Right. They have yeah. full
0: time they- jobs. And then all of their free time goes to this spiritual work that exactly. they feel a calling for,
1: but that does not pay the bills. That doesn't pay. Because most pre-COVID,
0: mm-hmm.
1: most of the festivals and, and engagements where a pagan speaker might go to talk or to share their book or whatever, they don't pay their speakers. Yes, they're Yeah, I,
2: So, yeah, I mean, I, I a know some of, the, of them. Yeah, some of the ones near us mm-hmm. don't pay a lot. They may get free hotel. Right. Sometimes they'll pay for
0: your hotel. Sometimes you get the, the ticket to the event free. Or right. they pay for your food and, right. the, and mm-hmm. your
2: tickets. Right. And we're, we're low on the total pole, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, We wouldn't expect to get paid. No. Um, no. But we, you know, they do t- sometimes comp our tickets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or they um, comp our food and our... Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Or they'll the, give us gas money or right. whatever. yeah.
2: Oh. But, you know, hotel expenses are expensive. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It- yeah, so like convocation... Right. We pay for our hotel.
2: Yep, uh, it's seventeen hundred dollars this time.
0: Yep, we we pay a lot to so, go to convocation. Yeah, so yeah, we we,
2: we pay seventeen hundred dollars just for the hotel room And you course. know
0: where we get the money to go to convocation? Your you,
1: Patreon pledges. That's right, right. Yeah. Well, and not not only that, your Patreon pledges, you know, help us keep our lights our, our, on. Yeah. We right, yeah. Our pay our actual bill. Our internet on. Yeah. But honestly, a lot of the Sometimes time, just
0: keeping head above water.
1: Just, yeah, your Patreon money. That's why we appreciate our patrons so, so very much. Mm-hmm. Because you literally are helping us stay on the air by paying our internet bill and our hosting mm-hmm. fee. Yeah. and Our
2: groceries so that we're not
0: starving with, today.
2: Without, <laughs> without the Patreon money that's been coming in, I don't want to make this about us. So this no, is no, the no, next no. time yeah. we're going to talk about it. But the Patreon the money that comes in allows me to actually build a brewery. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have to go get a different fucking
1: job. And this is, though, our expending our energy and our time right, right. through
0: this podcast and we've talked when before we go about teach or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. When we go to events. And we've talked before about how we consider this podcast an obligation that we have, a spiritual right. obligation that we have. Mm-hmm. Because we know so many of you are listening and we know you get a lot out of it and you get community mm-hmm. and we've introduced a lot of baby pagans to some essential concepts. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is valuable work for us that we enjoy doing and we intend to to commit to. Mm-hmm. But capitalism, right? right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, ultimately, we know. wouldn't be able to do this at the intensity that we do this mm-hmm. without you guys helping us, basically. Right, yeah. Our
1: patron support, yeah, absolutely. For instance, I was also uh, reading a post on Facebook from another pagan author who said their book came out a year ago, they just got their royalties, and it was. A little over a thousand dollars. So anybody who thinks that's that, actually a lot of books sold. That's exactly. a lot of books sold. That is yeah. a huge royalty a huge check. Huge royalty for any author. Yeah. But I think it's important for people to know because a lot of people who don't know or understand how the how the publishing the publishing, how the industry, publishing works. industry works. They think, oh, people are writing these books and they're making all this money and they're cashing it, yeah. it in. That's simply not true. A very tiny percentage mm-hmm. of authors that are published well, even makes, make any out- money.
2: At oh, all. How many books does Mankey have out? Oh, God. 12 15 twelve, fifteen. I'll look at it up like really
1: that. quick because he's got quite a few. He's, um, big, he's got but, a couple more coming out.
2: And the, the only reason why Mankey can do what he does is because of his wife Ari. That's right. Yeah. So gotta have that kind of backing somehow exactly. to be able to do. Jason does, and it allows him to be able to tour and come to Michigan mm-hmm. and do convocation we'll do and all the
1: things that he and does. that kind of
2: stuff. So yeah. But
1: I think it's important to know, you know, even when they're very popular, they've sold lots and lots of books, still. Not as much money as you think. Mm-hmm. Most of these people who are pagans and authors and speakers are still either working full time or have at least a part time job and a partner right. who pays the bills too. Yep. Some, you know, it's not all supported by their work as as a big name pagan. This is their calling. Question is, do they deserve to be paid for their calling? And I say yes.
0: So, yeah. so Swan and Melkor both said some related things i think swan mm-hmm. just said maybe pagans aren't mainstream yet and that's true the audience for pagan books mm-hmm. is much smaller than the audience for a christian book correct mm-hmm. and in the christian publishing industry aren't making a ton of money either no they're not melcor says catholic priests are supposed to take a vow of poverty results may vary and so sometimes i think it might be a subconscious thing that people expect spiritual people to do the same Without a worldwide infrastructure that Catholics have to support their basic needs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. Catholics
2: thing. take a vow of poverty, or the priesthood. the do. priests, the monks. But the but monks. they're given a place to live. They're yeah. given sustenance. Mm-hmm. They're given. You know, they have it, food it, and
0: shelter taken care of.
2: It's not. It's not poverty. Poverty yeah. is usually not having those things. Mm-hmm. So, or scraping by to make those things work,
0: mm-hmm. and then so, making the one thing you like, making that pair of shoes you bought last yeah. twenty years. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's a. I think it's a a different thing, like poverty to a Catholic priest or a monk.
0: is different. From, is
2: is going to be better than most people's most yeah. people's poverty.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's why, like they say, the the best way to support someone who is a pagan who is a leader has a book or is uh, a reader Mm -hmm. or whatever is to word of mouth, right. Tell people, if you've gotten a great reading from, from someone, you know, share that information with other people, right.
0: Get them more clients, get them more clients.
1: Yeah. If you have, if you know someone or you have a favorite pagan author or something, share the book and Mm -hmm. share the information about that. It's all really word of mouth for people. And you
0: guys, I know most pagans are poor. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know. And I, I do believe in the freedom of information. Mm-hmm. However, uh, every time you pirate a pagan author's book, you are literally stealing money from them. That's exactly right. That's true. Much more directly than, than in most cases. Yeah. yeah. And the same is for any kind
1: of, of a musician, artist,
0: mm-hmm. any yeah. of these people, anybody who... Because, is- so Gwen, talk again about when you... Got your books in the Christian market, and it's very similar in the pagan market sometimes. There are contracts where if you don't sell a certain amount of books, you owe your publisher money.
2: Not back, no. So Gwen got. I got what's known as an, an advance, an, an advance right? on it. And though Gwen doesn't owe it back, Gwen's never made anything else. Not Royalties. Yeah.
0: royalties that's
2: yeah. right. But we've also run into there was a guy who read the entire book in Spanish and put it on YouTube. On YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we had to, you know, get with the publisher and get a stop, a cease and desist order mm-hmm. for like, the YouTuber to take that down. It's and
0: genuinely frustrating that, or at the time it was, because we don't want these books to no, be widely spread anymore. But, right. gone. but at the time, it was genuinely frustrating that the publisher hadn't made a Spanish audiobook right. available. Well, they never for, made an audiobook. Right. right. They, they, was, they were supposed to. They never did. Yeah. So that was frustrating. But at the same time, this guy doing it mm-hmm. means no one, who buy listens, the book? no one who listens to it is going to buy the book. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: exactly. And the same is taking that back to the, the pagan world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These pagan authors who've put time and energy and money and uh whatnot into creating whatever it is whether it's a book or devotional art devotional art or an album like wendy rule has just some Mm -hmm. beautiful devotional music if you download that pirated they don't make anything on right on that
0: product that they
1: have produced for you
0: (laughs) the the other thing is so first-time authors especially oh god so hard Getting a second book relies on the number of sales they get from the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. every time you pirate a book, you're not just taking money from them. You're making it much less likely that they'll get a second book contract.
1: And the thing to remember, too, about, about pagan books and any, any book, really, but especially pagan books because it's such a small market, is that it's highly competitive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Highly competitive. Yeah. And they don't Cause it's get...
0: Because it is a small market. And
1: it was unusual that I got paid an advance for being a first-time author mm-hmm. in the Christian market. Pagan authors don't, don't get it at all. Yeah. Not, even, not even barely. They don't yeah. get an advance. Yeah, period. Period. So you just
0: get you just whatever don't. you get. Whatever
2: the royalties are. Yeah. Now the royalties are the books, slightly higher. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and whatever but, books you can sell on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. Which requires you to invest in physical copies yeah. of your books, right. which means you and have to have the space to store them. usually then travel, maybe uh-huh. uh, yeah.
2: speaking events, because that's how you sell more of them. So you're
0: trying to balance the expenses of selling your books versus the Correct. value of selling your books. It's exactly.
2: a, a break-even.
0: Yeah, it is. You know? it is. Uh, but Just people, to try and get them in more
1: hands. Yep. But people who are writers, singers, authors, people who who are readers, mm-hmm. diviners, think people who do this kind of spiritual work, they do it because they feel called to it. They do it because they love it. It is is—it is something that they want to do and give to the world. And But they
0: shouldn't. But they should have, have. to do it at a loss. Yeah, they should not right. have to do yeah. it for free.
1: Thanks to our Tiger Solonox
2: for introducing us to Weavers of the Web, an interfaith pagan ATC, that's Aquarian Tabernacle Church, organized in Lansing, Michigan. Weavers of the Web is a public Wiccan church that aims to be family-friendly, supportive, and informative with the goal of ensuring that no one ever need be alone in their spiritual needs. Weavers is currently raising funds for the down payment on a property which allow them to expand their current network of resources. During social distancing, you can find them online at weaversoftheweb.org or on Facebook at facebook.com WeaversATC. Weavers is also holding regular Zoom meetings online rituals, and Discord discussions during this time.
0: Hail Dictinus! Hail Dictinus! Excellent read. Hail Dictinus! <laughs> Y'all missed her tiny little grin <laughs> when she got the, the incense match to light. So Rhiannon has an interesting thought. This also reminds me of how Buddhist monks live as well. Their vow of poverty, for the most part, is an actual vow, unlike most Catholic churches I know of, with most having to actually beg for alms to eat at least a few times a month. But in places where they live like this, they have the systemic structure to support them in the same way. It's hard to picture a pagan temple having people who could live that way because the number of people attending the temple and willing to pay to support the priest or priestess would be way lower. As much as I'd love to be able to just cast off capitalism and live spiritually full time, it just wouldn't be possible, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not as things currently stand. Yeah. Um, so in the, in the ancient world, there were often temples that were essentially taxpayer funded, mm-hmm. right? Like the government, because they were state religions or, or just religion was such a, a foundational part of how the government ran, right. right? Like we talk about the ancient Romans where divination was, you had to get a, a bull sacrificed in his entrails, read right, To make a major state decision, right? So, so these, these were taxpayer funded temples. The, the right. spiritual specialists who lived in them were paid by the temple and the temple was paid by the government and the government got its money from everybody. You know, it, it took a tax of produce and it used that to feed the people who worked in the temple.
2: Your first fruits, as it were. Exactly. Yeah.
0: We don't have systems to support that
1: anymore. Yeah. And um, I wanted to go back and say, you know, that is even though we, we disparage the amount of money that many of the like mega church mm-hmm. pastors, the televangelists, the, the kind of money that they and the audacious mm-hmm. amounts of money that they have. The system is actually set up for the smaller church, the offerings, the right. you know, the tithes, if you will, that are so that are in the Bible commanded to be given ten percent.
0: Right. That's is the, that's to designed make, to support you, yeah. your your small your individual congregation. community yeah. congregation. Exactly. Yeah. It is designed
1: to care for the for the pastor, priest, the, the and, leader, and it is for the building and for the for the services they provide, the funny thing and for is, though, the poor, yeah, and for anti the get church
0: to the was poor. supposed to yeah. care for the poor with that money, yeah. So. But I
2: will tell you that the majority of small churches, mm-hmm. it does not support them in this day yeah, and right. age. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Day. You know, the majority of small churches are all going away because mm-hmm. they cannot support themselves, or the pastor has a full time gig mm-hmm. and he's the pastor of the church and maybe lives in the parsonage.
1: Yep. And I uh, think part so, of that is a, mm-hmm. lot of these, a lot of churches don't have personages anymore. Right, yeah. And let's be honest, I wonder how many people who should be giving to their local church or wherever they're mm-hmm. attending are giving it to these big ministries. Online ministries, yeah, yeah. Online ministries the tele evangelists and all that kind of stuff that that whole prosperity gospel mm-hmm. thing, and so whatever they would have ties to their local church, and their local spiritual, to their community, local community. They
2: were given to Jim and Tammy Faye back in exactly, the eighties, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. now
1: whoever the YouTuber and other right. people yeah. are who are raking in and having these million-dollar mansions that they live in, while
0: people are literally because they starting. have quote unquote yeah. congregations of hundreds of thousands of people, right? If not millions, and again. They have no personal connection to, and really, so they provide no personal spiritual the, service to. The, the
2: the whole deal was the the way it was originally set up was to foster the growth of religion in a, in your local community mm-hmm. by paying a pastor or priest or whatever right. to be yeah to be there for that to be
0: the spiritual authority, right.
2: and that was eventually taken advantage of mm-hmm. uh, with uh, you know. Pain to get people out of purgatory and pain. The
0: Pope. The Pope, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I didn't want to say the Catholics, but yes. Um, that was where it started. Yes. That was where it started. Um, and it has just extended past that. Yes. It seems like, for the most part, the Catholic Church has moved somewhat away from right. that. Right, they're, they're working although, on it. Although they have enough in storage, it doesn't matter. They don't, they don't, uh, need, they it. don't need it anymore. But, but, the,
0: but there are some attempts at reforms. Happening. Right, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but it's moved on to the Protestant Church mm-hmm. now where. And it has been since probably the 70s, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a little earlier than that.
0: They've inherited the same... The very things they railed against yes. in Martin Luther's original yep. complaints.
2: But I, and I think we may eventually end up in that same predicament within paganism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, yeah. It seems yeah. to be a human trait, mm-hmm. not necessarily a religious trait.
0: I well, think it's the combination of, yeah, religion... And capitalism. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, Well,
2: but not even capitalism, because, you know, capitalism really wasn't a... It
0: it wasn't a fully enforced economic system until probably the late 1800s, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there, because
1: we are talking about the fact that pagans... And other spiritual people, they do deserve to be fairly, and I think the word here is it's fairly, fairly yeah. compensated for their time, their energy, their teaching, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. They deserve to be fairly compensated. Right. But then you've got, you know, like I said, the six hundred dollar an hour mediums. Right. But you've also got in the witchcraft and pagan communities those who've set up schools mm-hmm. that are incredibly expensive. There, there is a there is a witchcraft yes. course. I'm not going to say who the, the teacher is. I got not name names. I'm not naming names, but there is a course I would love to take in, in this witchcraft school, but it is $700 a year for, you know, for the year, for this, for this.
0: Which isn't a lot no, in terms of. No, it like a ton of money. It's not a but, ton in terms of like, like a college course. Mm-hmm. That's true, but it is a lot of money for most people to dish out for now, To be fair, spiritual teaching. does
2: it get you? Can you divide it yes, up and pay yes. monthly? Yes, To be
1: fair, you can pay a hundred dollars a month for seven months and and pay
2: for, right. You know, and,
1: yeah, so there's ways to do it, right? But so that's my question: is that fair compensation? I
2: think so. I mean, if yeah. we're talking about a year long course, mm-hmm. seven hundred dollars is nothing. Cause I, you're, I
0: think it depends on the intensity of the education you receive. Now, the right. The, I
2: mean, I haven't seen the course, right, obviously, no. but. Like, I have no problem with doing something like that because $100 a month is absolutely nothing. Like, I'm getting ready to sign a contract that uh, makes me pay $1,500 a month to advertise the brewery. Yeah,
0: yeah but, but that's a business. That's you can't yeah, sell it an it's person. Okay, okay. Nothing.
2: no, but but listen, okay, all I'm saying is, like, as a business, I can see that expense, right? right? Here we're talking about $100 a month. Mm-hmm for teaching. Right. For an individual. For an individual. I understand it's for an individual. Mm-hmm.
1: My point is, you know, $700 right now, like for, for us, for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can't afford $700. I could not right. do that yeah. course because it's a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I would say a hundred dollars a month is not nothing for anyone who's less than middle class. Yeah. Less than like upper I, middle I, class. I think that cause it's, it's, it, you might be able to swing it, but you would have to make cuts somewhere else. Right it would be a matter of prioritizing your income. Right, and,
2: that, and that, that comes down to like, what is more important to you? Do not prioritize food
0: right, right. over that,
2: but like we have a couple of those things that we pay for on a Roku, mm-hmm. right? So we can eliminate some of those and have money towards that $100. Mm-hmm. There, there are yes. ways that and I'm sure those kind I of have... things can be done without taking away basic needs.
1: And there are other, and I'm just, I'm just talking about one particular school that I looked I at. There's like there are others who are less expensive. They have a monthly charge of like forty dollars a month, right? Or fifty dollars a month. Right. Ray
0: says maybe a better example is some I've seen wanting four hundred and fifty dollars for a single class. Yeah. Yes. For like an yeah. hour
1: of. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, <laughs> that's true. Exorbitant. But what I was gonna say is that. Um, there are those individuals, though, who, like, may have a $700 for a, a full year mm-hmm. of teaching, but who will also offer um, scholarships for people, you right? Know, or...
0: So there is a classism element here, right? Because mm-hmm. we could, with some effort, probably make $100 a month happen. Right. It would, we would have to cut some things, but we could probably make it happen without starving. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely people lower on the economic scale than us who yep. could not do that, right, absolutely not which means yeah. they are completely locked out of this content there are right. people
1: who wouldn't be able to afford the other school that I'm talking mm-hmm. about that is $50 a month Right. Yeah. and
0: so, so there's I understand why there is this argument about like should you be monetarily restricting access to mm-hmm. spiritual information mm-hmm. not least because it has some culty connotations Scientology is a big one where you literally pay everything you have. You literally pay all your money yeah, to to advance up spiritual initiation levels. Like I said, it's a nuanced issue. I don't think there's a, a black or white. Yes, this is great or no, this is terrible answer. I think there needs to be room for even in the same moment for there to be both perspectives. Like I do think $700 a year for like an intense spiritual education is a is a pretty good deal if you can mm-hmm. make it happen. But happen. I do think there I don't want to say there has to be, but I think it is compassionate and socially conscious right. to include maybe just a, maybe even just a specific number of need based scholarships right. for people who absolutely can't make that happen mm-hmm. to get access to the content. And there's actually something something in the, the tabletop gaming like, indie scene that they do, like on Itch.io, itch.io, if you're trying to look it up. Indie creators will create a a new tabletop game, which is a ton of work and effort. So these indie creators will create one of these, and they'll release the the PDF on itch.io or on some of these other locations for a set price or for, like, a minimum donation price where, like, it costs minimum of $10, but if you can afford more and you feel it's worth that, feel free to give me the extra. And then they'll also produce a specific number of what they call community copies. That like ten PDFs of it. Right. If you email the creator and you tell them you absolutely can't afford the ten dollars, they will give you a copy of the PDF mm-hmm. as like a goodwill gesture. Right. Right. And they only had. They only do like a specific number of these because they have to get some kind of compensation for all the work and time they put in. And sometimes, you know, they commissioned art for it and all these things. So they have things to pay for, but they'll create a specific number of these community copies on the principle that people who can't afford to pay for games still deserve to have that experience, right. Of something Mm -hmm. fun or beautiful or thought provoking, because there is sort of a, a, a cultural lie that, poor people should be spending all of their energy on making more money to be less poor. Right. Yeah. Now, I do want to make it clear that I do not
1: think, and I, I'm saying this because I saw a comment mm-hmm. in the, in the discord. I'm not saying that I think that this witchcraft school should be free. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was just questioning whether the $700 was a fair amount because it is only one individual. It's not like you're getting a bunch of different courses. It's one particular tradition, one particular and one instructor right. with $700 for this one course for the year. Okay. And I'm not saying that it should be free. I was just asking, is $700 a fair, fair. A right. fair compensation? So I
2: think my, and I don't know the answers to these questions. Yeah. And this has to be up to the creator, yeah. right, ultimately to decide. They have to Clearly, figure this out. Individual so, thinks so, it
1: is, and so do a lot of other people. Well,
2: well, I'm going to use our meat as an example, right? Right, yeah. So we create mead that, I, in my opinion, is at the top of its game. Like, mm-hmm. there are maybe two or three other mead makers that are competing, that with, are us. competing with us um, in the nation. Not in mm-hmm. Michigan, but, but like, in the nation. Yeah. In my opinion, I make the mead. Okay. So, so it's
0: a little biased. <laughs> I'm very biased on
2: it. So I totally get that.
0: But we do get good feedback from people. Right. Yourself?
2: But I've chosen to price our mead mm-hmm. at a $15.49 MSRP mm-hmm. for a 375-milliliter bottle. And there are other our competitors mm-hmm. that are in the same level as us. Are on average, mm-hmm. their bottles are thirty nine dollars mm-hmm. for a three hundred and seventy nine milliliter bottle, and go up to as high as two hundred and seventy five dollars a bottle.
0: And in the tap room, we sell made for a dollar an ounce, right. which is dirt fucking cheap. Yeah,
2: because my goal is I would much rather sell a hundred thousand of them at fifteen forty nine than. A thousand of them mm-hmm. at three hundred and seventy-five dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a thing that a creator of a course needs to figure out, mm-hmm. right? If I've created this course and I feel like it's worth this much money, do I do it for less expensive because I'll have more people pay for it, right? Or do I do it for more expensive and have a, and, more, exclusive. And, and have a more exclusive group? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's sad that that is what. In, in the pagan world, right. It's sad that that is what drives that. Right, is right. that it has Artificial to be monetarily, to be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you've put three years of work into creating this course, mm-hmm. then seven hundred dollars for a year's worth yeah. of material yeah. sounds damn good, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, if you put three years of your life into creating it,
0: and more it's longer. solid right. content, and yeah. you're, exactly, you're you're personally like making sure your students actually fucking get right. the material. Yep. yep. So. Um, I do want to read Rochelle's
1: comment because mm-hmm. I think it's good. Uh, we pay private tutors in any academic or professional or other personal development field a premium. Yes, it can get classist, but shouldn't we afford our spiritual leaders the same respect for their time, knowledge, and wisdom when we're requesting specific tutoring or knowledge transfer? I mean, they need I mean, they need to live, too. And I think that corresponds exactly with what Carr was just saying. This
0: is why I'm saying it is a class issue. Right. Because, yes, absolutely people who are specialists deserve to be paid for their knowledge. But until we get like universal basic income and universal housing and universal medical care sorted out, we are inevitably locking some people out of this content. I'm not saying like under the current situation that you're evil for, for charging something oh, no. that someone can't afford. But I am saying the system is evil. Right. Right.
2: And right. Rochello said, you know, it could be to argue that the Patreon structure where mm-hmm. only hunters and above get the information we share in this patron questions forum, excludes some members of the pride who can't even afford the hunter level contribution. I will say that is completely true.
0: It absolutely is. Yeah. You get special bonuses for paying us more. Um, that's sort of how Patreon is structured. Right? right. We do try to like, we raffle off Jaguar patrons, memberships, Patreon yeah. tier uh, levels. We have some that we've given as donations. Yep. So we try to make them accessible to people who can't afford it we've had people but.
2: send us messages and say hey i just can't continue for this time uh i'll be back i'm experiencing right. some issues mm-hmm. and at that point i go we, we okay just, yeah we we'll just, just leave you as a hunter <laughs> and we'll let you be involved and when you can come back come back so right.
1: and we also do try to for anniversaries for Yule, for for you know different times of the year we've opened the Discord. To everyone, right? For Darian, yeah. for I forgot we did time. this.
0: Darian says you all made the live open to everyone during peak COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah, I forgot yeah, we did yeah, that. <laughs> yeah,
2: and we um, do that for you know the drunk divination episodes, yeah, and yeah.
0: there. So you know, we do try to. We will. We will have some coming up again. And yeah, the, in our, winter. we always make our
2: anniversary episode <laughs> uh-huh. open to everybody. Mm-hmm. We we do our best to try to.
0: But yeah, I mean that's that's happen. a that good is, that is a good argument. Yes, argument. Um, we Absolutely. are participating in the system. Like I said, I don't think participating in the system is evil. I think the system is evil. And I think what
1: we're trying to get around to talking and what we have been talking about is fair compensation for mm-hmm. time, energy, skill, whatever, however you want to call it. I think spirit, you know people in the spiritual world who are teachers or leaders or writers or artists or whatever... They and we do all, we do need to be compensated
0: for our time. Right. Mel points out, uh, in my work, I've seen a lot more content moving to the pay what you can model. An org that I'm involved in just recommended continuing that, but it can be hard to strike the balance before opening up to as many as, between opening up to as many as possible and making sure we have enough to keep filling our mission. Yeah. 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 Yeah
2: it's a it's a very hard balance it is awesome. I think once you get to a critical mass level
0: where you're sort of sustaining where you're sort of
2: sustaining yourself then that's something that can be done easier right
0: it's 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 easier to make that exchange of saying if someone can only pay five dollars for this that's fine right if you've already got five people paying twenty dollars for it right. right
2: and so you know and part of my issue too with the patreon thing is is there a lot, I'd love to be able to let everybody in, mm-hmm. but we have said it's at the $10 level and above that you get it. So I would feel bad for them saying, oh, we're going to allow cats and yeah. kittens <laughs> in, you know, and that's for why. For all the people
0: I, who've been paying right, $10 to get For also. all the people who
2: paid $10 to get it. And that's why I asked the question before we did it during COVID.
0: Yeah. You know?
2: Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was unanimously. Yeah, Terry yes.
0: says I remember that poll almost yeah. unanimously. Everyone said yes. yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: But I didn't want to, you know, just do it arbitrarily. I have been taught by my family to not arbitrarily do things as much much anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. true. Speaking of of patrons, we really
0: need to read another commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. (laughs) You know, someone who pays us even more than $10. (laughs) Uh, That's
2: right. Visit the Birmingham Violin Studio, where our Tiger Kirsten Gill has been teaching violin to anyone ages 7 and up for 20 years. Kristen tailors each lesson specifically to the students since all people are unique individuals with their own learning style. Rather than teaching from a single method or method book, Kristen has a master's in music in violin performance and has played for professional ensembles including Orchestra Iowa, the Florida Grand Opera, the Palm Beach Symphony, and the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra, as well as Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Beach Boys, and pre-American idol Kelly Clarkson. Due to social distancing, the Birmingham Violin Studio has pivoted from providing online instruction. And Kirsten is offering listeners of Three Pagans and a Cat their first two lessons free when they sign up for two months of lessons.
0: I like the dramatic pauses. That was yes. very good. Hail yes. Dictonus. Hail Dictonus. Well, I mean,
2: that's how I would have read it on radio, so.
0: <laughs> Full radio voice on the swan. Swan says, "Gods, that was smooth. Don't break again, Carl. We need your tones. <laughs> The
1: tones of car tone. Cartoons. Cartoons. Tons. Tons. Cartoons. tones. Car
0: tones. The many tones. <laughs>
1: car tones. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> well, I, there is a level on Patreon, and I forget yes, which one it is. I, there is, yeah. And I forget which one it is, that if you go to that level, I'll actually record your voicemail. Yeah. That's an option. In, yeah. I don't think That's anyone's
0: an actually Nobody's taken it. ever no, taking it, no. it's there. It is there. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, we may have removed it at some it's, point. No, it's still up Is there, it still there, and
2: I, and I think some of the shit, like the Old Stone Corner. Yeah. We uploaded to the Patreon so that you could download the audio and put it that's on your phone. Right,
0: that's yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yelling Oatstone Corner. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs>
0: that's right. We put that's those true. up as bonus audio. Yeah, yeah. We just clipped those out. Yep. Yeah. 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 So those are in the posts on the Patreon. If you go through those. <laughs> Oh my god. One thing I didn't want to bring up because I've been good and I haven't mentioned it yet is Gebo. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this concept in heathenry, which I've talked about a lot, called Gebo. It's actually one of the runes and it means gift or exchange. Yep. Uh, And it's part of the gift cycle. So if you have like a close friend and you and that friend are talking and they mention something that they don't have, but that they'd really like to have. And you have that thing, um, but it's not like super important to you. It's not like essential to your daily life, or you have enough of it that you can afford to give some of it away. If it's right. A, if it's the thing of multiple parts. It's it's like generally just considered good friendship manners, like to give your friend some of that thing that you have. Right. Right even if they don't need it, even if it's just something that they want, right? Like, that's just a good pro-social thing to do to help provide for each other. And then in in a healthy friendship, if your friend then later has something that you want or need that they don't, like, rely on to live, they'll give some of that to you. Like, that's just... How friendships are supposed to work. Right. Reciprocation. Reciprocal right. relationships. Yep. Yeah. Right. Gebo is the idea that that should apply to like your whole community and also your relationship with the gods. Mm-hmm. That you are part of a continual exchange of not even necessarily goods and services, but of wants and needs. You are continually providing for each other and in the modern day and in practice that mostly looks like goods and services right but it what you're really providing is fulfillment right for this mm-hmm. other person um, so
2: you would say that the podcast will be gebbo right for our patrons
0: exactly yeah. and and the patrons Thanks. are Gabo. providing gebbo to me right yeah uh, and to us
2: right
0: so it's it's just the the sort of continual cycle of giving and taking at, and and giving and taking are almost even the wrong terms mm-hmm. um and that's why we we use the norse word That's why we say geppo the give and take implies sort of a at least in the modern day there's a sort of aggression there right right yeah um taking especially has an aggressive connotation right. so we might say giving and receiving uh instead offering and receiving mm-hmm. right and in the same way your relationship with your gods, the offerings you give to your gods are gebo for the things they give to you. The um, spiritual revelations for the help with the task, for just the beauty and joy they bring to your life, right? And And this gets tricky under capitalism. Obviously it does, because there's money involved and there's a lot of Protestant shame involved yeah. and, you know, it gets complicated, but... I think if we can nurture more of that sense of Gebo, this will require us to think about money differently, less as a thing that you have to own and more as a thing that you exchange for stuff. Right. Right. Like to use it as its actual purpose, which is a medium of transfer. Right. Right. I think if we're able to think of money not as either a sin to have or... Uh, an inherent value to own if we think of it as a way to exchange value to each other mm-hmm. we can transmute it into a functional part of the gebo system right mm-hmm. right we do this in our family all the time because i have a bank account and Gwyn and Carr have a bank account and when one of us doesn't have enough money in the bank account we just say hey can i have some of the money from your bank account <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> and then, Usually it's Quinn and Carr asking out. Oh.
0: Now. But when I was in college, it was the other way around. Yeah, when I was yeah. in college, I was constantly like, shit, I'm overdrawn. And texting you like, I am, I'm $200 overdrawn. What do I do? And you'd be like, I'll send you money. And you'll put it in the bank and then you won't be overdrawn again. Because we're a family. Right. And our fates are intertwined, right? It's pro-social and productive for when there's no money in your bank account for me to give you some of the money from my bank account. Right. It's gonna go into stuff that I also use. I live here with you. Right, yeah.
2: yeah. So if we lost the house, you'd be out of the house. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Like
0: like if we're gonna be evicted, I would like to pay the rent. Right. <laughs> if, if I can. And so like even with like friends at work, Julie, who right. is working for is starting to work at Valhalla, is gonna bring me some fancy butter that she made. Yes. Which will help me sleep. It is a sleep helping fancy butter. <laughs> that is legal in my state. <laughs> so she's gonna bring me some of that and she's not gonna charge me anything for it. Right. Yep. She's gonna give it to me as a friend because she knows I'm having some issues with insomnia. And like I'm gonna give duly later like tarot readings and you know, all kinds of stuff, like arts, whatever. Like right. that's just how friendships work. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can if we can get used to again expanding that idea out to your whole community Mm -hmm. we can cut down on some of the tensions this causes Mm -hmm. right like you give someone what they need because you have it and they don't so that's my final thoughts on that everybody just work on more gevo get better at (laughs) gevo get better at gevo and start getting
1: away from the patriarchal thought systems Mm -hmm. uh, under which we we all are operating and toil Um, when it comes to, at least when it comes to what we're doing in our own community as pagans and witches and magical persons and things like that, and realize that, you know, the people who are out there putting out, it's a scary thing to put your, your art, your words, your voice, your person out into the
0: marketplace and and see what people, how people will react. It's scary to put it into the world. And it's worse when it's a marketplace, yeah. when the world is a marketplace, uh-huh. <laughs> when they're going to assign a monetary value to those things. Yeah, it is. It is
1: a scary thing.
0: Swan says, it costs so much because it takes me fucking hours. <laughs> yep. I have seen that TikTok.
2: <laughs> I, I make you all charge, or mm-hmm. did make you all start start to charge. I still give my stuff away for free. You
0: do. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: So, like, I volunteer all the time. Well, let me help you with the podcast. Let mm-hmm. me help you... Build this uh me, and let me, thing. Let me
0: help let you help with you your sound re- set up. Yeah, let, let you, me help yeah. you, you with
2: your sound set up. I'm always about like making you all you know charge, and then I'm like, ah, I'll just do
0: it for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why you never have any time for yourself. Oh, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> Melcore
1: says, if you don't think your artist, diviner, etc. is charging enough, make sure to tip well. And if they are. Tip anyway. I've
0: gotten tips occasionally for yeah. tarot, and it's always, it's always, I'm always surprised, and it's very I mean, heartening. It is heartening because <laughs> a tip
1: kind of reads to me like, oh, this is very meaningful uh-huh. to you. Yeah. This, this is this, this is me- actually yeah. really spoken to you in a in a way that might have been unexpected. Right. And that's yeah. what a tip means to me. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know?
0: Like, and sometimes it's weird because I often ask people after a reading, especially at an event like that, like, so did you? Was this good for you? Did you get anything you wanted out of this? I, especially the people who are like, it's their first time ever I'm doing tarot. Yeah, and they don't really know what to expect. I'm like, so what did you think? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> like when we do tarot at the brewery. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, you know, especially when I do tarot at the brewery, there's a lot of people. This is their first time yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. They're busted out into tears, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's I'm not so always sorry. like this. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're the ones who are
0: like, it was awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was great. You <laughs> destroyed me. <laughs> no, I didn't know
1: what to expect. You know, kind of thing. But they're also the ones who hand me a tip. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's kind of funny because I get I get reports back. To them yes. I'm like, you all won't talk to me about it at all because it's. Yeah, we have oh,
0: no. client confidentiality, right, basically. Yeah, so I
2: never hear well, anything about it from you all. But usually the querants
0: uh-huh. are,
2: you know, people who come into the brewery all the time. So mm-hmm. the next time they're in, they're like, oh, my God. I had this reading. Your wife and, terrorized you know, me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a very interesting uh, perspective to get kind of the backside of it.
0: <laughs> Elle says, that was incredibly rude. How dare you? Here's an extra $10. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now I will say, I have had in- issues with um, occasionally re- repeating clients who are coming too often. And then, they, even if they have the money to keep paying me... <laughs> There are some I, people who I feel bad to where things. I can tell that, like, yeah, I have to say, like, you can't come see me anymore. You have to wait three months or something. Yeah. Like, I know you can afford it or that you're making yourself afford it, but you're relying too much on this divination and you need to go live your life for and
2: a the, the problem is, the one I think you're talking about in particular, uh-huh. was that they were never getting the answer they wanted. So right. they kept Just coming back, back hoping yeah. there was a different answer. Exactly. Yeah. And,
0: and there wasn't right.
2: Yeah. There wasn't a different answer. The answer that had been given right away was the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: they just didn't want to hear
1: it. Yep. Samwise the blonde also makes a good point that imposter syndrome plays into this. Whether
0: how it's much a, you should charge, or if you're ready charged. or not, yeah, if you're ready
1: or not, and that goes for diviners, for leaders, for writers, mm-hmm. for classes, mm-hmm. any any of those these types of, of things where somebody is stepping into a, some kind of a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of a spiritual advisor role mm-hmm. or teacher or, role. Or any
0: kind of spiritual
1: specialty. Ex- exactly. There is definitely uh, the risk of imposter
0: syndrome coming at you. Well, I think, I think
2: we feel that from
0: time oh, to time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think especially because, like, there's I'm, not an accredited University of Terra. I know.
1: It's, it, and it's so hard. To, it's like, you see, you go to these conventions and, and you start feeling like, like... You're being judged by you're the being other. being judged or, like... He's just like, you're not
0: one of the cool kids. uh uh-huh, yeah. You're not, you're, not you're not part of the
1: crew. You're not in the clique. And you, so the <laughs> imposter syndrome. It's your first, it's your first time
0: in. and all these other people have gone to this convention like eight times together and they yeah. all know each other. Yeah. See, <laughs> <Yeah.
2: And laughs> I never get that because I'm that social butterfly. You are. Yeah, you're just you going to go I'm going to go talk now. to anybody yeah. anyway. But so. I'm
0: like, I can tell you've all read for each other uh-huh. ten times. And I just started reading and yeah. don't know any of you. <laughs> <laughs> or or speakers. Or, or especially teachers, if your any prices them. are different than theirs. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out, like, am I charging too much I'm for my skill level? Am I charging too little or are they charging too much? That's why. I- How do I figure out what the right balance
1: That's is? one of the reasons why I've never done a psychic fair is because you go through and you see these you know like 70 80 dollar readers you know or 120 for a really standard and like, yeah and, and I'm, I'm like if i like, charge no, standard less than that
0: i'm undercutting
1: them i keep mean, in mind. I, I feel guilty with what i charge at 65 mm-hmm. but
2: keep in mind they're paying for the booth. They are. That's They're true. also paying So the they best. have that booth cost. That is
0: something you need that to remember true. at these things. They're paying for their space to be there. They don't right. get to be there for free. That's true. They have to make their money back they to do. make it worth
1: it to be there. And they, yeah. they have to pay their booth fee. They might even have to pay an additional ticket. And them. if they
2: travel to yeah. the event. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's, you know, you know, we've done where we've done an event in, I don't remember where it was, but up, like Saginaw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Didn't we do an event in Saginaw, it's, the three of us? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they nicely pay for our hotel room. Yeah, yeah. But we bought meals.
1: Yep. And the gas. gas there yes. and
2: back, yeah. all of that kind of stuff.
0: Right. So and we,
2: it was we made- it was an event where. They allowed readers to read for free earlier in the day. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And so there were very few people coming for a reading late. I don't think we made
1: it. And none
0: of the readers that night made any money. Nope. And so I think we made between the two of us maybe 15 bucks that whole day. Maybe. And,
2: you know, that makes it very difficult for because we... I took a day off work. Uh We went. We. You know, again, the hotel was free, but we got meals. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had all the guests there and back. All of that and kind of stuff adds up. the time that yeah. we
0: spent just being there. Yeah. Right. Right. Sitting, mean, in, the room, of these sitting kind of in the reading room, reading for each other because no one wanted no reading. reading. Because they'd already had their, their readings done mm-hmm. for the day.
1: Right. But, um, so yeah, it, it's it's a weird kind of situation. Yeah. Like it's a, yeah. But, you know, even but like, if, But you, know, you do need to charge.
2: We went up and did Wolf Run. We did it, you know, we didn't charge to go up and do no, the right. event at Wolf Run. It was a day out of our lives. It yep. was actually a day that the breweries opened yep, that,
0: we would, normally that be we would normally
2: be working, but we took the time off to go do it at Ode and mm-hmm. I both. Yep.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um, I missed out on probably 60 or $70 of tips.
2: You know, and, and I loved doing it. Oh yeah, so, it was amazing. Right. It was, it was an amazing, amazing experience that. and we loved doing that kind of stuff. But we can't afford to do that all the time mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. it, again, it's an entire day off of work for both of us. Mm-hmm. You miss out on tips and salary
0: exactly. potentially, right? Exactly. You know, and I leave my other bartender in the lurch.
2: Right. Exactly. So.
1: And I think it's important to remember, like for these events, you know, some of these events can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, that you go to to buy the ticket, right? For, you know, whatever, wherever it is. Right. These yeah. pagan
0: festivals that are starting. And now so, Wolf
2: Run was free. Yeah, Wolfram. yeah, Wolfram. Right, yeah. But I,
0: and I understand if you like go to a an event and you pay the ticket cost to even get into the event, right. and then you also have to pay the readers and stuff. I know that seems like that a lot. But here's my but point:
1: is that when you do pay for the ticket price, mm-hmm. and you do pay the readers, you are helping them be there in the first place. Yeah. Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, the ticket yeah. price not and necessarily, because no, the ticket no, no, price no, no, normally right. goes just to the yeah. people who are but putting it But if they didn't the,
1: get it, exactly, they wouldn't be able to run the event. Right. they run running exactly. on very yeah. big yep. margins. Yes. The other hard thing about psychic fairs is that there are so many psychics and mediums there. there are, yes. You're all in competition You're all in other, competition yeah. with each yeah. other. That's why I don't go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do those big ones. Right. Because... You're yeah, we
0: like do things that arts
1: and crafts. Yeah, we do, like you know, the small things, um, because you're more likely to have people come up to you for a reading. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> if
0: you're not competing with 15 other people. If you're people.
1: 15, <laughs> about try, try 50. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and, and like you said, like I said, um, and they all deserve to be paid. Absolutely. And if you go there and you're used to charging, you know, 35 bucks for three cards or whatever, or five cards. Um, and someone else is charging $100 for that, you don't want to charge 35 bucks exactly. because then you're undercutting them massively. Massive
1: undercutting. And we started really low. And yeah. like I said, and and we've, gradually raised, we've gradually raised our prices a bit. But but anyway, I guess we've talked about money. Uh, yeah, our individual experiences. Uh, yeah, our individual, individual experiences. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think the, the overall message that we're... The takeaway. The, the takeaway is that... People deserve to be paid what for their services. Under their goods, capitalism. Under yeah. capitalism. That's the system we live in. And,
0: um, you know. Until and unless everyone has free housing, free health care, and free food, they need money for those things. So you have to pay them. Yeah. Huh, yeah. That's basically what it
1: comes down to. So, and, and so, yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm saying, you know, try not to, to think badly of people who are charging for their goods and services in the pagan. And witchcraft
0: communities. Yeah. There probably is a line between, like, a reasonable amount and and an an absurd amount. Right. But I can't tell you exactly what that line is. No. You got to figure that out for your own vibe and your own budget. Yeah. Exactly.
2: All right. One more commercial to read. Yeah.
0: We do? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Do you feel like the seeds of opportunity are passing you by? Have the seeds you seeded last seeded their last gasp? If you're overcome by the ennui of everyday life, try screaming, Well, congratulations, fucko! You've come to the right place! Welcome to the three-pack pride! Is your mundane existence extrapolating the vital vitality of your mortality? Pull up a chair, pull yourself a drink, you'll need it, and enjoy the ride! Join the pride today and receive one free grooming session in virtual space.
0: So that was the Pride commercial that the, the Pride wrote one line at a time ages ago. I forgot about it. Hail Dictinus. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the Pride's commercial
1: that they wrote themselves. Oh my god, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> now, whether you read that or not, I don't know. Oh well, no, I have, I'm i absolutely fucking
1: leaving. Oh my god. Oh my god. Elle <laughs> <laughs> says, oh, yeah, but, uh,
0: Fuck yeah, Hail <laughs> Dictinus else says that she and I made almost exactly the same face and gesture. <laughs> Leave and make a sound clip. <laughs> yeah, I'll make that a cl- I think I oh can actually, I think gosh. there's a function now on our podcast host where I can upload like a bonus. I'll make it a bonus oh, clip as well.
1: I love our pride. You guys are so fucking <laughs> awesome.
0: That was hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, Ren says, I had such a shit day and I'm so happy now. <laughs>
2: Alright, so that's it for this episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. You can find us by using that thing called Google Online, where you type in the number three, and the words Pagans and a Cat.
0: Google Online. Google Online. (laughs) online.
2: Just in case you're
1: Googling (laughs) offline.
0: offline? Might have been less productive than you were expecting. (laughs) I have to try... (laughs) Try, uh, Try plugging in your Wi-Fi and do the. What Google was they? online?
1: Uh, hello, Jeeves. Were- <laughs> ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. I know Jeeves. Hello,
0: Jeeves. <laughs> that's not a question. That's a conversation. <laughs> Greeting, Jeeves, gets you nothing. You must ask Jeeves. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, you can find us online. Uh-huh. Just
2: fucking Google us.
0: <laughs> we're in the.
1: We're in Patheos, pagan. We're YouTube sorta. Uh, I guess sort of. YouTube sort of is YouTube the Google sorta. online. <laughs> um, yep. Well, we do have a Three Pagan's and a Cat YouTube channel. That's not, not good, being much updated. of it. I am updating Gwyn of Three Pagan's and a Cat, mm-hmm. so, by, or Gwyn Indian Brigid is actually the channel name. So you can find me there. You know, just Google us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and is, or L not Brandon says hello, Jeeves. Greetings, Alexa. <laughs> What up, Jeeps?
1: <laughs> I should try that with Alexa sometime. What up, Alexa? Nope, she didn't hear you.
0: Oh, she didn't hear me. <laughs> Oh, wait, she turned on. I see her little ring. <laughs> she gave up. She uh, didn't understand what we said. She didn't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right, finish your finish your outro. Yes. I did. Oh, Google yeah. us
2: fuckers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Google us fuckers. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's, that's the essentials. That's the essentials. So, we love you.
2: Oh, hold on one second before you hit the stop button. I have to get one more thing in this episode. Okay. Fuck you, Finn. (laughs)